other Masonic podcast. Are I'm we brother. recording now? Oh yeah, we're recording now. <laughs> I'm brother Jared Atkins. I'm brother Todd Whaley. Man, how, how, Bethlehem Lodge 574, the beautiful little town of Birdseye, Indiana. What's up, man? Not much. We're back in our home lodge here. Uh, on a Tuesday night of all nights. We, we left the beautiful cathedral at this college right in Indianapolis. Pretty nice dig. That was, that was a fun day. That was uh, the first time in 15 years I've ever went to Founders Day, and I tell you what, it I'm definitely going back next year. Oh, yeah, I enjoy it. Founder's Day is one of the fun ones, I always think, because it's not tiled. Uh, we were a little underdressed, I believe. I put on good jeans, good shirt. My boots were a little war, but <laughs> I don't have a suit. I'm going to get a suit eventually. Well, we didn't run to Ellisville one day. Maybe get me and get, get fitted for suits. Get, well, I mean, I'm going to get a blazer because right? you know, I don't need much else, but... All my, all my all my suit jacket shrunk. You leave that? <laughs> I wonder why. I don't know what happened there. But. It's probably because we were eating too much, too good of uh, food. We uh, <laughs> yeah. We had a nice little afternoon lunch break there in between Founders Day. We we walked. I actually walked. I walked six, two blocks. Six whole minutes. I walked oh <laughs> to God. go eat some fajitas. I walked. Which, you weren't really fajitas. They never gave me any tortillas. No, but, I mean, I didn't care. I had seafood fajitas at that. They look good. Oh, God, it was amazing. I'm fat. And the, the beer was awful nice. Too. <laughs> but, anyway, let's start off the beginning. What time are we leaving tomorrow? Uh, you picked me up at, like, it was just a hair, and I mean a hair after 4 a.m. So Was it that early? Yeah. Okay, so about 4 a.m. we took off. We took off. We got to the Sky Shark Cathedral about 6.59. Yeah. So the door opened to seven. You want a little that other Masonic podcast humor? I had beans and cornbread the night before, oh, and out of respect for Todd, I held a fart from the time we hit Martinsville <laughs> the rest of the way to Indianapolis. Now, if that ain't respect and love for a brother, I told you one, one, <laughs> one fart, fart you're, you're walking. You're walking. <laughs> I'll see you when you get there. Uh, but yeah, we got up there. It was. It wasn't even a seven o'clock. We made good time. Yeah. We stopped at bloomington for breakfast and uh mcdonald's i don't know what's going on with you in a big town like bloomington let us down but you're drop you you couldn't go in and eat breakfast but yet in our small redneck hole of the woods at 5 a.m in dubois county you can walk into the dining area of a mcdonald's <laughs> yeah i, I but, a, but a, baffled a 24 7 town a college town yeah no kidding couldn't even get in for breakfast so we we had burger pizza that time in the morning probably yeah you know i'm sure yeah. you can <laughs> but we ended up with Burger King, and uh, I had me a croissant. Yeah, I had one too, it was a Diet Coke. And uh, yeah, oh yeah, and uh, I, I was happy. I had food in my belly, and I was happy. Yep, but it was a nice, easy drive. The weather was great. I mean, last year I went, it snowed on me. I waited till I got to Martinsville, and the roads were slick. I was supposed to go last year. Had the had the Rona. The I Rona. didn't go with yep. you. Yep. Yeah, but we actually got in there, found our table. Who were you right next? To? We were for those of you that have not checked out our Founders Day episode yet. Uh, check us out wherever you get your podcasts. It is our third most downloaded episode of all time in the ten that we have done. It climbed the charts rapidly. Oh yeah, it was. It great. it is. Uh, but uh, for those of you that haven't checked it out, we were sitting. Our table was beside the table that was set up for the Grand Master of the State of Indiana, yep. Mr. Richard Lint. Look, I'm holding this card right now. <laughs> Richard, Richard Lentz, who was selling He sold ties. ties. Yeah, he sold ties to raise money for his year's uh, Grand Master. Because it, it's not cheap being Grand Master. There's a lot of travel. You know, they uh, do get a free car for really? a year. 
didn't know that. I was I was told I never did I never did vouchers. For any of you uh Indiana Masons out there, hit us up and let us know for sure. I was always told they have a car for a year that no, keeps getting passed that. between master and master. Now whether that's true or not or just, you know, rumor I, and innuendo. I know Missouri did that because it's a little bit bigger state than Indiana, but I thought Indiana, they just paid your gas. And well, I mean, either way, if they give you a car, they give you a car. If they pay your gas for using your car, I mean. You know, that's, I, mean I mean, pretty sure Jack has. Now, gas is, you know. <laughs> don't know if anybody's seen the price of gas in the last year and a half, but. uh, Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we got up there. We got everything set up. and uh, Our beautiful black tablecloth. The looked. ones you got. I got the cheap plastic blue ones, and the Grandmaster didn't use mine because they, they forgot one. I thought, you guys need a tablecloth? I said, yeah, it's weird. Use these. And I had those nice black Amazon ones that just looked so pretty laid out across that table. We almost looked like we knew what we were doing. We, we all, we, I was just getting ready to make that joke. You beat me to it. We almost looked like, we, you know, we, not bad for a couple part-timers, right? I mean, I got a sign made at Walmart. With our, with our crappy logo that I made with Paint Shop... Uh, we are still getting a hand-drawn logo. I just I have to check my best friend's wife. I have to get. She's a busy girl, but she's offered to but draw it, our logo. It wasn't just that. It was also the meme I made and put on our page. Oh yeah, yeah. It had not that one, not that one, one, the other one. Because yeah. we are that other Masonic, Masonic podcast. podcast. And I got that Walmart for like twenty. I think it was twenty-three dollars altogether. With a four-dollar foam board backing that I bought and clipped on her myself. It was. Redneck. And, I mean, we, yes, you know, we we were you can get. we were redneck ghetto as you could get. But boy, did we get eyeballs! Oh my god! I mean, we set the table up day. by by seven fifteen in the morning. People were already walking up the mezzanine and stopping and looking. And uh, we, I was approached by several people. It's like, oh, oh are you guys uh, are you guys broadcasting for the podcast or for the, for the founders day i said broadcasting yeah for you know the internet i'm like not no. in a way but not what you're thinking no they it, it, the whole Founders day was on youtube if you ever if you want to check it out which what we'll play, play some clips today but uh, everything's on youtube from beginning to end everything and yes i, I didn't stand there and watch all of it because some the, the first part where uh harry truman or his he it was his grandson harry, president harry s truman's grandson did a reenactment played. as Harry. Oh God, I got it. I'm, I'm so glad you brought it up. So, Go ahead. so here, so here. This is the, this is the coolest thing I've seen uh, for all you Masons out there, and for those people that just happen to drop in on us and have nothing, no knowledge about Freemasonry, but they're like, I'm going to listen to this for a little bit. Yep. So Harry S. Truman is in office. He sneaks out of Washington to no. go back to Missouri. No. Yeah, oh, did. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Your yeah. Floor. He sneaks out of Washington. To go back to Missouri, uh, he was invited there. There was a Master Mason degree going on, I believe. Are you talking about the Beach Grove thing? Mm-hmm. No, this all happened in Indiana. Or Indiana, excuse me. I said Missouri. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, Beach Grove, Indiana. He was in Indiana doing the, uh, uh, basically, politicking for re-election. He's from Missouri. Yeah, he's That's past grandmaster in yeah. Missouri. So anyway, so he sneaks out of Washington. Thank no. you, Todd, for correcting me. <laughs> not right either. He left D.C. He was in Indianapolis already. Well, I mean, what I'm... Okay, let me... He snuck away from... He the, snuck away from the public eye, Okay, is what I'm, I, I've been trying to say, and I okay. keep saying Washington. He snuck away from the public eye. From the... Yeah. Uh, news people. Yeah, the public eye. And he shows up at this, you know, lodge here in the state of Indiana. Beach Grove. Beach Grove. Todd knows all about northern Indiana and stuff. So... South Indianapolis. <laughs> 
Keep going. Keep going. This is why we're 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 a two bit podcast. Masonic knowledge and commentary. Uh, comedy. Comedy. <laughs> Cannot talk, man. This is what happens when we do this on a Tuesday night. Uh, but anyways, he shows up. And my favorite thing about all is because what you have to understand is this is Harry S. Truman's grandson. No. Todd, tell a story. Okay, what had happened was Truman was in Indianapolis on a uh, political run. I mean, he he ran for re-election. Right. Well, the guy who was getting his third degree in Beach Grove was a uh, was his basically his physical therapist because Truman had a bad back on his presidential yacht. Got, right. And the kid was in the Navy. He joined Freemasonry because one of the kid's dad was a Mason, but also he had talked about Freemasonry with President Truman. Right. Well, as he, he, he told President Truman, hey, if you're going to be in Indianapolis during this week, I'm getting my third degree that night. If you want to come down to it, I'd really appreciate it. He said, I don't know if I'll be able to get away, but I'm going to try. Well, he finally got, he got you know, everything happened, everything goes for a third degree. He, he shows up in between the second and the, the first and second section. And, you know, the, the you know, I don't know how big Beach Grove is, but it can't be bigger bigger than ours. They say it was packed. Just from the idea that President might show up. Well, knock on door comes there. Somebody says, you know, brings him in. And he gets introduced as past grand master of state of Missouri, Harry Estrum. And he gives a little speech and everything, blah, blah, and takes questions, sits down, watches the second half, and then presents a, a ring that from his um, the grandfather. From the, from the kid's grandfather, not Harry Truman's grandfather. Right. But they hid that, asked him to present it to him, and he got done everything. But it's just amazing that little Harry, not, a little bit of Beach Grove Lodge, had the president, the active, actual president of the United States in his lodge for a third degree one night. And he had snuck away. And actually, the, the funniest part to me always was, was his Secret Service guys were saying, no, we have to go in there with See, him. that's what I was trying to get to. And you're like, just let me tell it. <laughs> and he goes, they go, no, you're not Masons. You can't go in there. I said, I'm safer in there with those men than I am out here with you. That that was the coolest part. So yeah. what I what I meant when I said Harry S. Truman's grandson, the guy doing the presentation at Founders Day yes. was Harry S. Truman's grandson. Actual grandson. A yes. gentleman who is now probably in his seventies or eighties. He's an older uh, gentleman. Yeah, he's a yeah. He's probably in his seventies, I bet. But he did he looks just like his grandpa. Very similar. He sounds just like his grandpa for those of you that remember. I don't think anybody remembers what Trump, but from the audio from the 40s I've, and the 50s. I've 50, heard him talk before, yeah. yeah. He sounds just like his grandpa. That's what I meant by grandson. And the favorite part was that, you know, what, oh, it just, it was so cool. I got, like, I got goosebumps watching it. Like, because his, this is from Truman's memoirs, and this is from stories and memoirs that's been passed down to his friends and family. He legitimately, the Secret Service, tried to go into the lodge with him. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you're not Masons. You can't witness this. Uh, we're your Secret Service detail. We're going in here with you. Uh, no, you're not. You're not Masons. I'm safer in this room than I am with you. Now, after that, there's a, in all Secret Service detail, there's always at least one Mason with him at all times. He was a Secret Service agent after, after that happened. Because they said, we're not going to have this happen again. Because who could have known if some crazy guys in there didn't right. like Truman? And there was some guys in there who didn't like Truman. Oh, of but course. still, they were going. They, but they said once he got to the lodge, they said there was like a 500 people sitting outside the lodge. They, they knew there was, there was a chance he might show up. Because he said sneaking away from the press. I remember reading this in the one of his memoirs. But he said sneaking away from the press was the hardest thing all night. Because they were everywhere. <laughs> but... It it was awesome, and, and the Founders Day presentation it went on forever. Uh, 
me and Todd, me and Todd split. Todd went and sat down close to the floor level. I'm fat. I was going to sit in the fold down seat. I call it the fat section in the Scottish Rite Cathedral. It's Jared, in the you're back. You're fat. You're fluffy. Oh, man. I'm super fluffy. Extra fluffy. <laughs> but. <laughs> wow. Uh, but, anyways, I had to pee. So. I left uh, maybe 45 minutes after the Truman presentation when they were starting to go through things. And then I tried to make my way back in, and it's shoulder to shoulder. And, of course, I lost my nice, comfy standing spot leaning against the wall. So I was like, well, you know, this, this, the Scottish Rite Cathedral is packed. Oh, yeah. There's some people that's not going in the presentation. They're going to keep working the mezzanine. and vit- So I just went out and started working the room. Well, how many people do you think were there? I mean, two, three hundred people? It had to be more than that. I bet you there's probably 500 people there at least. Really? Oh man, it looked packed. I got, people I got, coming in. I got a video of the auditorium right before they started, and it was you're pretty, what, very not as many seats. as you'll get at Grand Lodge, obviously for no, annual Grand communication. Lodge, but I mean, there, but, well, yeah. But uh, ain't all your dignitaries and stuff like that. So, so I started working the room, and uh, I uh, we went and met Brother Greg Sidwell. Yeah, which I had met him earlier in the day. That he, if, for those of you that don't know. Uh, Check out our podcast. We interviewed him. He's putting on the uh, – or put together for the Oklahoma Indian Masonic degree team to come up in June, which Todd and I bought our tickets for. Yeah, they're over in Illinois, in Altamont, Illinois. Yep, and we are going. Todd's oh, yes. going to put up with me for a long drive there. Yeah, it's actually about the same same length. Actually. Is it? Yeah, it's only two and a half hours away. Road trip with Todd. Yeah, and we'll probably get to hang out with the at-refreshment guys too. I know a couple of them are going, I think. By the way, at refreshment, <laughs> gave us a shout out. Yes, they did. And uh, let me let me tell you something about Todd Whaley's world. When it comes to Masonic podcasting, Todd's getting ready to look for the clip. He's going to play it here. No, I'm not. And uh, in, in the Masonic podcasting world, uh, in Todd Whaley's eyes, at refreshment is the goat. And uh, he was giddy like a schoolgirl getting a shout out. <laughs> From uh, at, look at you, <laughs> but uh, so anyways, Todd texts me after I've been gone like an hour, hour and a half. He's like, dude, where are you? I'm like, I had to pee, couldn't get back in the room, working, you know, could just just working the room, getting our name out there. Excited. I mean, I walked out. You're like, dude, I'm just working the room. I mean, I was wor- I was excited. So I was in my element. Like, you need to come out here and start podcasting again. I'm like, all right. Well, Todd walks up. He finds me sitting at the table, and I've got and I've got it the mic on, which. If you heard the episode, you could hear me like, oh, and here comes Todd Whaley. Of course, I got stopped six times. And Todd's like, you. what are you doing out here? <laughs> so, uh, and and then we sat down, and then we went through probably my, probably one of the most uh, back-to-back-to-back proudest moments of my uh, time as a Mason for the last 15, 16 years was uh, we did back-to-back interviews with Demolay, yep. Job's Daughters, and Rainbow Girls. And Rainbow Girls, which uh, I'm going to break I, the fourth wall, give you a little insider information here. I kept, I kept calling them uh, Joe's Daughters, the Rainbow Girls, every time. I'm like, oh, God. Todd was bad. nervous. Todd was nervous about the Rainbow well, Girls part. He, he's like, up, he, by myself. He, he was like, man, it, it, you could probably just leave that out of the podcast. And I listened to it. I'm like, it's fine. We promised these girls we'd put them on there. And and again, uh, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about this now. Uh, we uh I want to start with where we ended, which was with the Rainbow Girls. Yep. Uh very nice girls too. Well, I mean, you couldn't ask for two sweeter to just 
polite. I mean, real nice lady. You know, young ladies. The International Order of Rainbow for Girls. Rainbow gets girls ready for life. Uh, Lynn Shoulders. Uh, I, we are friends on Facebook now. Uh, oh, yeah. She's a Southern Indiana local. That's Princeton. Oh, yeah. That is uh, Princeton's what? Gibson County? Yes. Uh, I think so. That's Gibson County. Yeah, that's where Toyota's at. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, Southern Indiana local. Uh, Lynn very much appreciated us putting the girls on the podcast. Oh, and yeah. uh, Todd was just nervous because I had to take another potty break. So, I told Todd, I said, here, run the equipment. And as I walk away from the table, Todd looks at me. And it, the mics are muted, so you couldn't pick it up. Todd looks at me and throws his hands up and is like, mouths, what the hell? <laughs> but he's like, I'm, I'm like, just push these two buttons till the red goes away and you're good. Yeah, I'm content creator. <laughs> I'm not producer, okay? So then I just leave Todd hanging and go back to visiting and everything. And uh, oh, it was, it was fine. Seat. I listened to it back. They're, they're good girls. and uh, Oh, I mean, just sweet and nice. It can be just polite. I mean, almost kind of eerie because, you know, I'm not used to being around girls that nice, you know? I mean, them girls were young, too. Oh, what, yeah, 12, were, 13, 14 oh, years no, old? I think they are 16, 17. Were they, I think? Yeah. Hmm. They were in high school, I think. Honestly, I felt bad. I didn't want to ask her age because I thought it'd be rude. <laughs> I really, I mean, I, cause just one thing I always told her, never ask her what her age or her weight. And I wouldn't bother to ask her weight. So. <laughs> They're skinny little things anyways. <laughs> but they just, my thing would be, they, they raised money for a Ronald McDonald house. And well, I, see, I was going to ask, I don't know that much about the Rainbow Girls, and I know you did your due diligence after you talked to them. Yeah. So talk, talk well, to me a little bit about Rainbow. The Rainbow Girls are basically like any other young lady organization. <clears throat> They're basically the teaching girls how to be, you know, respectable young ladies in the world and how to communicate. Almost like the Masons teach a man. Almost. But um, but said they're one of their main charities is Ron McDonald House. And if anybody doesn't know at Ron McDonald House, they have one that was I'm built. fat. I love McDonald's. <laughs> well, this is not the restaurant. <laughs> but uh, a lot of your bigger hospitals will have like a house next to it called Ron McDonald House. Yes. And if your kid, like, uh, we almost had to deal with my son when he's in NICU. But uh, once my wife got done, you know, with all the pregnancy, stuff like that, and you getting discharged, my son was been there for like another week after that. Well, if we didn't want to drive all the way back to Ferdinand and everything, we could have stayed at the Ronald McDonald house. And they would have paid for everything. All we had to do was basically replace the food we ate, stuff like that. And after we talked about it, I was like, no, we really don't need to do that. We'll just, no, if we have to, we'll get a hotel. But it's like, no, we're only an hour away. I mean, Right. Yeah, you know, and plus the good thing about the uh, hospital, they had a, a webcam you watch him on too. So my wife saw it all day at night. <laughs> I don't blame her, but uh, but yeah, Robin Don House makes her money through the uh, you know the pop tabs, you know you know pull tab bottle caps, everything you know. They, they get that. That's how you raise the money. A fantastic organization. I can't oh, yeah. say enough also, about Ronald McDonald House. There, does oh, McDonald's still have the donation box oh, out yes. there for Ronald McDonald? McDonald's, I think they do, don't they? They, they? Have every, every, they have every register, every drive up. On I, mean, I always give my change usually to Ronald McDonald House. I am guilty of not always putting cash in there, but I do tend to put change in there. I'm yeah, a little I'll guilty. Put, I'll put my coins in there. Like if I have you know seventy five cents in quarters, whatever, whatever, I'll put it in there. It doesn't matter to me. It's not going to break my bank, not have 75 cents, or even 85, but I'll, usually all my coins are going to rob the house. I mean, I do use a lot of quarters at the laundromat, but there's other kids who could use the quarters, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do what you got to do, bub. But, yeah, they're real nice girls and everything, real polite, almost, you know, like I said, almost so polite. I'm not used to being around girls like that. You know, you met my daughter before. She's loud and wild. 
Oh, God. You know, and all the girls I coached softball, they're all loud and wild. And none of them go sit there with their hands in their lap like those girls were. They're as polite as they could be. I wish Lovely, you, lovely young ladies. I wish you people that, that listen to the show that do not know us personally and are not personal friends with us on Facebook, I wish you could see my daughter, my, my, my middle child, my oldest daughter, uh, and Todd's daughter are one grade apart. Yeah. My, my middle is third grade, and yours is a fourth grader. Todd's... <laughs> I always joke that Todd's son takes after his wife oh, yes. and his daughter takes after him and she is the Everybody. cutest mm. but the most sassiest <laughs> little girl every time she'll just she'll say hi to me she'll say my first name and last name she'll throw her head back Jared Atkins I'm like, little Whaley mm-hmm. yeah she's I asked her about that she's I only did it like one time oh whatever it was more than one time look at her and, oh god but oh, yeah. but uh but getting back to the to the Rainbow Girls. Uh, Rainbow is a great organization. Of, I know. There, I think there's a Bethel down in Linville, if I remember right. Not a Bethel, but a chapter. Right. Down in Linville. I encourage everyone that is uh, not just uh, specific, specifically Indiana local, southern Indiana local that listens to us, to uh, to look at the Rainbow Girls, uh, the International Order of Rainbow for Girls, and just uh, something we're going to try to start doing here a little bit more often on the podcast is promoting these younger organizations that are associated yeah. with Freemasonry. So they're, you know, they're, they're all good kids. I mean, you're not going to find any of them involved. You're not going to find really a bad one. And uh, once again, a shout-out to uh, Lynn Shoulders, who is their supreme treasurer and inspector for the state of Indiana. Uh, thank you for uh, letting us use our platform, albeit a very small platform, as we are, you know, we are not at refreshment. We are not on their level, but uh, we we exp- we appreciate you letting us use our platform to to help you guys. That means a lot to us. Uh, then after that, that is her. You gonna add her? Gonna add her on Facebook too? Yep, might well. Then after that, we had, uh, and I don't want to say I'm picking a favorite because I don't want well, that we'll to sound back, bad. Go back. Well, you go to the Jobs. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll finish with Dima Lake with the one we started with. Right. But uh, Job's daughter. I don't want to say it again. I don't want to say I pick. I'm picking a favorite. But I had the <laughs> the best time interviewing the Job's daughters girls. And for the life of me, right now, I'm drawing a blank. Girls, I don't know if you're going to hear this. If you do, uh, don't take it personally. We talked to. It, they might not have all made it to air, but we talked to God. I, I bet you I talked to at least 50, 60 people. Oh, yeah. You know, just for a few minutes about the show. Hey, we're fans of the show. Hey, what is your show? Hey, what's a podcast? That was my favorite all weekend. Hey, what's a podcast? And no offense, it was usually gentlemen that were in their 70s and 80s. And no we, offense. We showed a few guys how to look it up on their phones. Yeah. I mean, and I have no problem doing that. It, was, it was just hilarious because we'd get a stop and a step back and a look. And uh, what's a podcast? <laughs> but uh, anyways. It's still uh, fairly new, really. Yeah. I mean, in all, all reality, not like the radio or TV, but you know, we're getting out there. <laughs> Them kids and their gosh darn internet and all their megabytes and gigabytes and kilobytes and data. And, but anyways, girls, <laughs> I can't remember your, lame, or your names. I'm sorry. I thought one was Emily. I can't. Uh, God. You, you can find it on the, the episode. But uh, yeah, the one girl... Was twenty four, the other girl was uh, nineteen, twenty, twenty one, and you talk about two for for being young women, adult very, women, very well spoken, very well spoken. Like these, that was what I told Todd. Like they, these girls could do public speaking. Yeah, 
and uh, they're they used to be in front of talking to people. Oh yeah, they and and they have been pushing for uh, Job's daughters to get a little more attention, specifically here in the southern part of the state. I think they said they opened a new Bethel in New Albany. They New Albany has yeah, one. but they're Evansville. they're looking to get one a little bit more in between. So technically, I guess in between would kind of be around Dubois County, maybe Dubois, Davies. Well, somewhere in that ballpark, yeah. you know. So uh, Crawford. You know, something like that. And uh, I forgot to bring the paperwork. Uh, they're putting together a uh, – you going to look it up? Yeah, let me look it up real fast. They are uh, – I'll fill time. They, I, I thought I brought the paperwork with me, but apparently I didn't. But the, uh, the Job's Daughters girls are uh, – they do something called the Hike Fund, which is uh, – Suffer hearing. <laughs> yeah, their their biggest uh, their biggest uh, I don't remember who their biggest charity is, but what their charity does, and again, I, I'm apologizing all over myself. They uh, they do hearing for for children that you know need hearing aids, uh, for children that are born deaf, and you know that that's something that touches my heart. And uh, I had told them when we were up there talking that uh, it was funny that they sat down because. Not that long ago, I had seen a uh, a video on Facebook of a small child who couldn't have been, but maybe a year old, year and a half. First time he had hearing aids in, the first time he heard the sound of his mother's voice, and he just smiled, and it was yep, I've seen that. absolutely adorable. And these are the type of things that uh, Job's Daughters is doing. They're, they're all about charity and, and giving back, and I feel like uh, it's our duty – uh, I guess you could call call us as a paternal, as a paternal organization almost, because you know they're Job's daughters, and you know we're the Masons, and everything kind of in a way all encompasses us. I think it's it's our duty to to help these younger, I would call them affiliate bodies, and I shouldn't say appendant bodies, at least local affiliate bodies that wouldn't be in place most likely without us. I think it's our job to uh, to uh, to help them, and Todd's diligently over there while I'm trying to fill time. I cannot find that. Uh, have no fear, folks. I can throw it up in post editing, uh, or what include it in next time. But but uh, we will have we will have more information about the hike fund, which deals directly with Job's daughters and uh some of the uh the money they're trying to raise for hearing impaired they do a lot of work in uh, south america too yes yes uh the, i mean they're all of course you know masons are all over the world they do most of their work here in north america but they also do quite a bit of work down in south america i think brazil brazil is one of their biggest areas here i got something here all right the hike fund is a philanthropic project of job's daughters international the hike which is Hearing Improvement Kids Endowment Fund. There you go. Is a non-profit charity incorporated under the laws of the state of Nebraska and registered blah, 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 blah. You don't need to hear all that. Basically, they, they pay for uh, hearing aids, ear surgeries, stuff like that for kids who, you know, basically can't afford it, you know. And this is a really bad website. That's all they got. The hike, yeah. Let's talk about that for a minute. Like, is is that not the essence of what our organization is about? And you, you know, however you want to label them in, call them a call them affiliate bodies of us. Say that they're there because of us. However you want to twist it, however you want to word it. 
And in essence, what they're doing is that not in essence of what we are? It's all it's it, charity. It is. It is, it's charity. It's helping out your fellow man and everything. Was what masonry is all about: building up your fellow man to be the best they can, which and therefore making the world a better place. You know, but there's youth groups all over. I mean, no different really Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts or. And, and, like and I'm not trying We're to. Just Masonic, there's Masonic affiliated. Yeah, and I'm and I'm not trying to to Masonic shine away from. Masonic lodges, basically. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not trying to shine away from what Girl Scouts do and Boy Scouts do and everything. I just think it's so cool that here you've you're in a way you're putting these these children on a path and. I guarantee you five out of every ten of them are going to go on to be either Masons or part of the Eastern Star or something. Or and if they don't join the, you know, don't get into Masonically, they're going to be involved. In, they're they're, they're going to be involved in the community early. Yeah. Where when I was a kid, my my community involvement meant sweeping the trash when I got in trouble or something like that. Or pick up trash after one of the festivals in town because I got in trouble. I mean. Bad boy. Uh, I've gotten better. I'd like to shout out a couple of people that were at Grand Lodge for Job's Daughters, and that would be Founders Day. Day. (laughs) Uh, That would be Brandon Schultz. Uh, Brandon, uh, I sent you a message. Uh, And uh, Tina Wheeler, who is the Grand Guardian. Brandon Schultz is the Associate Grand Guardian for Job's Daughters. Uh, Check out their website at in jdi.org basically indiana job's daughters indiana.org uh thank you guys uh i enjoyed talking to you actually i talked to the girls again later after we were done recording i sat there and talked to him for a few minutes uh man that was just such an awesome part of the day oh yeah my favorite part of the whole day was the back-to-back-to-back interviews with these three youth organizations with what Freemasonry. Uh, what about Owen from Demon Leaves? Oh, so so our little buddy Owen. I, would, I mean, he's, he's a smaller guy. I wouldn't call him a little buddy or anything. <laughs> he was probably... That kid That kid is... What did he say? He was... He's like second... He's like basically deputy... Uh, he's second in command for Demon Lane in Indiana. Yeah. And he is... How old did he say he was? 16? 16. 16, 16 yeah. 17? When I was Six, 16, I was... 16, 17 in age... 25 in principle oh exactly yeah and uh this is you are this is a kid that's going to be a future member of the grand lodge of indiana oh he'll probably do something like oh that, man yeah. this young man uh first of all i'd like to shout out bill sassman who mm-hmm. uh he brought he brought him over he, who brought him over there and uh for those of you that listen to the episode bill was the guy you could hear off off uh, i shouldn't say off camera but off you know, just off to the microphone saying, you guys are always looking for content, right? And I said, yes, we are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bill's a tremendous guy. He's a friend of me on Facebook. Uh, Bill is uh, part of the Grant Hamill Foundation, which is supporting Malay in the state of Indiana. Uh, since you have some experience with this, because you were almost kind of one day a maybe Malay, but you weren't, <laughs> yeah. tell everybody that's not sure, that's that are Masons, that are listening, that are not sure... Tell everybody exactly what Demolay is. Well, Demolay is a it's a was we'll a boys oriented uh, youth group for Masonic a lodge for youth. That's what I Basically, call it. Basically, it's a it's a Masonic youth group, but it's only for the boys. And it got started out in Kansas back in the early 1900s, I believe, by uh, Frank Land. I think his name was. Ooh. 
there's a lot of uh, kids coming back who didn't, you know, didn't have fathers and everything, and he, he they're getting in trouble, so he brought them in a lodge and everything. They decided to join to start up a group. Well, they started up Demolay. I forget the name. Well, he talked about Jacques Demolay the Templars and everything, and they said, "Well, we'll name our group after that. We'll call them Demolays." And basically, what it is that they, they there's you know they got dads. They call they the you know the adults are called dads. Right. You know, you may hear dad, this, dad, we we'll call her, you know, basically the guys in charge, not in charge, but, you know, the guys who are, the adults there who are helping them, they call them dads. But basically, the boys run the entire meeting themselves. The the adults there are just to make sure everything is done right and to keep everything on track. That's it. And so most of the D-Lays I've met, in most of the D-Lays, most of the guys you see in Grand Lodge started in D-Lay. You know, I'd say 95% of them. I know, uh, you know, like uh, Van Gordon, Demolay, Vaught, Demolay, uh, I think, uh, Randy. Dwayne, Dwayne Vaught? Dwayne Vaught, yeah. Master of the year I was raised. Oh, yeah? I think I was master that year. 2008, <laughs> yeah, rub it in. Yeah, I was master that year. <laughs> but basically, it's, it's, a, it's a place for the boys to have their own lodge. They have their own ritual. They have, you know, own officers, own regalia, everything. I mean, it's basically like a little sock lodge, but I don't want. I want, and I want our listeners to think about that. Here, for those of you listening, and I'm and I'm pretty sure eighty percent of our listeners are Masons. You always get the stragglers who aren't Masons that always check it out to see if they can hear any hoo doo boo that they're never supposed right, to hear. Right. But eighty percent of our listeners are Masons, and I want you to think about this while you're listening to my beautiful voice. I have the face for radio, as and does my co-host, my marble voice. <laughs> 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 But we sit here month in and month out for meetings. We see the way it goes. We see the business that we have to conduct. Right. And you're telling me a group of 14, 15, 16, 17-year-old boys are sitting there. I think it was 12 to 21. Okay. <clears throat> 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17-year-old <laughs> boys and up and up yeah. are sitting here running something mm-hmm. just like we are. Oh, yeah. And I guarantee you... At least half them, and I, and I don't want to sound like we're crapping on anybody because we're not, but but half them are, are so far advanced and wise beyond their years that you could plug them into one of our chairs in here. Oh, yeah, most of them do. That's what blows my mind because I'm telling you, at 12 to, to 18, I, no, I wasn't. Yeah, I, I wasn't. <laughs> no. I was Are you kidding me? When I was a 12-year-old boy, I was sticking my nose in the gas tank of the four-wheeler. It's a huffing gas. That's, that, that explains, that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, know if, I don't know if I should make that reference. That might get edited back out. Yeah, I don't know. We'll probably I'll take that one out. <laughs> but it, it was a joke. But, I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I was, I was a knucklehead. I mean, it's. I mean, it. They, they had the Lane area. I, was, I grew up in Missouri and everything, but. My dad worked one thing we didn't have the money to do it anyway. But second of all, my dad like you would you would have been overwhelmed. You'd been swamped. Well and, you and Todd, I wasn't it's n- used to that. It's not like me it's not like me and you were going around town vandalizing and stuff. That's not what no, we mean. Not it's that just, at all. We, just we were wild and did dumb things. <laughs> dumb kids. But I was playing in the woods and running around. When we sat there and we talked to Owen It's like, just, it's like talking to an adult. It was. Like this, and this young man, I, I will I mean I don't know who I was speaking to right after I I left or right after I got up to uh, to leave you with the Rainbow Girls. Abandoned me. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And uh, somebody was like, uh, somebody caught me going downstairs, and they're like, were you talking to Demolay? And I said, yeah. And uh, they're like, what would you think? I'm like, that young man's going to be in Grand Line one day. Probably. Like, he, he just, certain people, you just, you meet them, you just know the way they conduct themselves. Well, he, he conducted himself in such a way that, you know, even when I was, you know, I was in my 20s when I joined, yeah, 23, 24. Right? He probably still outwitted both of us in our 20s. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was he was more, you know, he could have a conversation like an adult where even in my 20s, I was still kind of a kid, you know, but just I'm still kind of a kid, but I can't believe they let me have kids. But But, you know, I mean, it's just some people, they get on that track and, you know, I can't hate my parents for not doing it to me because they didn't know any better. I didn't know any better. Curse, but you get on that track where they didn't know how to converse with adults at a very young age, and to me, that's just amazing. That kid was just able to sit there, wasn't nervous about two grown big fat guys sitting next to him, trying to carry jokes with him. And he was, and he, he directed some of the conversation. If you guys go back and you listen to our Founders Day episode, sometimes he was doing the leading of the interview. And to have that kind of poison, and, and I use those words during when we were recording, I'm going to use them now. To have that kind of poison moxie. and uh, Moxie, that's the word you kept saying. I kept poison moxie. Moxie, I'm like, I like that word. Pro wrestling, man. You know, poison, well, because, well, you know, because oh, JR did, the yeah. commentary, yeah, 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 you know me. I get a wrestling reference in every, each each episode on it, both shows. But, uh, Mark it out. That's right. <laughs> and I was, for those of you. That uh, that personally follow my Facebook page, and you unfortunately, I don't like you listen to the other show that we don't plug on here very often <laughs> for a reason. For a reason, because the <laughs> language is a lot more coarse. Uh, it really was marking out. I literally felt like I was sitting ringside doing commentary when we was up there on the mezzanine, and there's two, three hundred different mason masons walking around this building, and they're stopping and they're talking to us. Uh, we got to talk to Widow's son. Well, before we before we get there, before back, I want to back back up. Uh, I want to shout out Bill Sassman one more time. Yep, Bill uh, uh, and Bill friend me on Facebook. Yeah, he Bill's brought, a great guy. I've been friends with Bill forever on Facebook. He didn't really know. I never met him before until that day. You know something else? Sidebar right before I get back on track. You know how many people that I realize I'm face I'm friends with on Facebook now that are Masons and that. I didn't really realize it, and since the podcast launched in November, I'm getting I'm, I'm talking to everybody. Oh yeah, me too. I'm getting messages from uh, the guy from uh, Kansas. Yes, talk to he's messaged me several times. Um, the guy from Century Indiana Masons a Facebook page. Yes, Century Indiana um, Association. I think it was the guy. Yeah, he wants to come on here and talk about their education day coming up in November. Oh, so. Hold that thought for like two more segments. Hold that thought. All right, we'll uh, so I want to again shout out to Demolay and, and to all my fellow brother Masons, our fellow brother Masons, all across the state of Indiana and wherever else. Uh, look at Demolay. Yeah, if you if have you young kids, you need to, some direction in your life. The sports, they're not really in sports. Look at the youth groups. These Masonic East Group, the Joe's, the Rainbow, wherever you have it around you. And uh, what would be good? You're really good at quoting this part of ritual. Contribute to the relief of poor distressed Masons, your widows, and orphans. Or get, and then there was something there about giving to organize it as freely as you can without. Yeah, you know, giving as liberally as you can without inconvenience to yourself. 
I'm sure all three of these wonderful Masonic affiliates, Job's Daughters, Rainbow Girls, and Demolay, would always be happy to accept a $25 donation or something like that. Uh, I'm going to start, I think I'm going to start contributing at least once a year, even if it's only a $25 check to all three of these. Right, yeah. Um, Without these, there's, there's no, you know... Well, there's a future. But well, well, I, I wouldn't. This just the future will be a little more, a little better, respectable, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah, respectable. So uh, again, shout out to uh, all those great people. Now, uh, get on what you're going to get on, and then we'll get to Job's daughter or to Widow's son. I'll go ahead and talk about the Widow's son. Okay, so 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 here's the thing. Um, fun fact for me. Uh, I have often said that uh, two of the top five greatest shows ever made was uh, Breaking Bad number one, and somewhere in the top five, I usually put it at number two, but Sopranos has kind of taken it over here lately. Number two is Sons of Anarchy. I love that show. Uh, just the way the storylines are written and the way the characters portrayed, it's a beautiful story arc. Now, the Widow's Sons have nothing to do with that kind of stuff. Nothing lifestyle. to do with that kind of stuff, but <laughs> they they do wear cuts. They're not a 1% no, club. <laughs> no, no, not at all. It's just, uh, you know what's funny? How many members of the Widow's Sons are Sons of Anarchy fans? Oh, yeah, all of them are. I'm sure they are. Uh, I just think it's so cool. And uh, one of the things, so I'm not lying to you guys when I say that what started as me meeting Todd uh, a year and a half ago, and just he was a lodge guy, has blossomed in a year and a half to uh, Todd's my best friend outside of my best friend group. Inside of my oh. circle of six, <laughs> outside of my circle of, of six of us, my little wolf pack, uh, Todd's my other best friend. We, we talk all the time, oh, and it, it started about this podcast. So right, I bug him all the time. Oh, yeah, So and sometimes I forget to f- answer his phone call, and then when I call him back, he's like, oh, so you finally decided to answer the phone. It's, it's, it's gotten to be infuriating. One, it's got to be one of them relationships. But uh, we, we talk about ideas for the show all the time, and one thing that um, I had wanted to do is I didn't care who it was. I wanted to talk to some people from Widow's Son. Mm-hmm. Well, they had a group there. At they Founders Day, there, actually, they had they had a a booth set up at Founders Day. So one chapter, that's right. And of course, other chapters from Indiana, the Widow yeah. Sun. There was there was at least two or three different chapters of the Widow Sun represented I there. Count four. Did you count four? I, I counted at least two. I think maybe yeah. three. But okay, we'll go with four. Uh, and then uh, shout out Jimmy and. Uh, I don't have good service up here in the lodge, Jimmy. I can't remember your last name, but uh, a gentleman named Jimmy, who's a member of the Widow Sons, he was one of the founding members of their Lafayette, Indiana charter. Yeah, yeah. So he come down and started talking to us because he said, hey, I heard you guys were talking about the Widow Sons uh, to one of my guys here, and you guys do the podcast. So apparently Jimmy was checking out the podcast beforehand, I think he said. Don't quote me on that. I could have swore he said he knew us from the podcast. He comes over and started talking. We exchange information, and uh, I'm sure he's listening to the show now. He's a follower. So when you hear this tomorrow or in a few days, uh, Jimmy, that offer is still good. Get with us. Obviously, me and Todd, uh, you know, love you, brother, but we're not going to drive. How many hours is it to Lafayette from here? About two and a half. To Lafayette? Okay, maybe three. That's a little bit longer. It takes us three to get to Indy. I'm thinking Terre Haute. Yeah, so yeah Lafayette's about- up north. I'm thinking like five or six, maybe. Ooh. 
We're not coming to Lafayette, Jimmy. It's we will five hour drive. I will plug the fifty dollar BTA two adapter into the side port over here, <laughs> and uh, we will remote interview. I'm not. I'm not coming to Lafayette, Jimmy. No hey, offense. That's a, a long drive. Riding, come on down, brother. We'll I mean, see. if you guys want to take a ride through the southern part of the state, which I which beautiful. I'm going to say is more beautiful than the northern part of the state, come on down. Um, Lafayette's pretty pretty nice. So you're a, you're a uh, you're basically a Kokomo boy. South Coast, yeah. Well, but yeah, close enough. Like uh, that, that. straight roads. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I definitely would like to um, uh, would would like to talk to and interview some widow sons. Oh yeah, just for the sheer fact of, of why am I picking this particular topic? Uh, I love Sons of Anarchy. I think a, a and I'm not gonna say gang because I one of the no, guys. I mean, it's... one of the guys that at Founders Day was like that. Aren't they a, 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 a gang? I'm like, they're not a gang if they're Masons. They're but uh, it, it's a crew. Riders. We'll call it a crew. They're just a they're bunch a motorcycle of... motorcycle club. Har- what, did, uh, what did Clay Morrill say on Sons of Anarchy? We're just a bunch yeah. of Harley enthusiasts and mechanics. That's what, that's <laughs> what they are. They're Masons they're and they're, they're, they're Harley. They're a club and gun enthusiasts. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes, I would love, absolutely love. Uh, did you know, and I don't know if you remember this, Brother John... McEwen? Yes. Yes. Uh, the one that I mentored, the one that we were both supposed to mentor because we both lived five minutes from him, but you were busy with softball all summer. Yeah. So it fell on me. And John. I blame, I blame Ava on that one. It, it <laughs> fell on me to mentor. And John, I, I enjoyed it. I hope you had a good mentorship with me. John's brother from Alabama right. came up to see his entered apprentice and his master mason. Oh, what did he did, Yeah, he did not make his fellow craft. But he came up for his entered apprentice and his master mason. I think he wrote, I missed John's entered apprentice. You did miss John's yeah. entered apprentice. Uh, he awful. he drove up for uh, both degrees on the uh, on the bike. I think Probably. his brother is part of the widow sons. Okay. If you go back to our Facebook page that you help run and our Instagram. Oh yeah. I think uh, John's brother is sitting there with his cutout in one of the degree pictures, and it says widow son, and his brother's pretty sure Bama. Yeah, I think it was big. So, uh, anyways, uh, any listeners out there, uh, Jimmy, again, I apologize. I forgot your last name. No disrespect, brother. I'm just super forgetful tonight. Uh, I can't pull it up my phone. I don't have good service here in the old lockbox here at the lodge. But um, that offer's still good, and uh, that offer goes for other Widow Sons. Too. You're actually looking for the picture now? Yeah, it is. Yeah, he's got his. He's. I'm pretty sure he's got his widow son cut out. Yeah, it don't say what stage for him though. Yeah, I think it's Bama. Yeah, I think I think it was Bama. Yeah. That's a big degree. So uh, I, I'm super excited to do that future episode. I just think it's just uh, you're already a brotherhood when you're when you're a bunch of guys that like to ride bikes together. You're already a brotherhood. I'm not a motorcycle guy. Well, I mean, I, I rode dirt bikes. I've never rode a motorcycle in my life. No, which, just not really into the, it. before before they come over and talk to us when I was talking to the one guy he's like uh he's like do you ride I'm like man if I rode I'd join if you guys would have me I'm like I rode a dirt bike when I was when I was a kid I'm like I'm too fat to get on a bike now have you seen some of the guys riding Harleys out there <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so so I'm looking forward to the widow son thing so now uh, before we continue, but, uh, who else we t- we talked to? Uh, my well, buddy Adam. Well, I was gonna say, why don't you why don't you handle that? Uh, I saw my buddy uh, Adam Nelson, he's a past master, current master of New London Lodge. 
up there in Kokomo. You ribbed him so hard about oh, Rusheville. <laughs> well, you got to remember, they're probably, I mean, if you could. Is it like a French Lake West Baden Springs thing where they're both like a not, skip and a stone's not throw? Not that close, but damn near. But it's all country out there anyway. But you got Rusheville, which is 82. And back in the day, uh, back we were talking back in the 1800s, late 1800s, it used to be New London number 82. But then the lodge burned down, and they were kind of aisle there for a little while. Well, then they started up the lodge again, but this time it came under somebody here. No, I was just looking. Oh, uh, came up as Rusheville '82, and then New London got their charter reinstated, but now they're uh, 283, I think now. Well, so many older guys there, and uh, if y'all the uh, Central Indian guys will know Keith Fouts, Toad Warden, and all those guys in New London. Keith Fouts was one of those guys who. He was the first 50-year past master I ever met. He was a master in 51. And then, you know, I was hanging out with him back in 2008, 9, 10, you know, in all those years. But he he did not despise him, but he said he did not like Rachel having that number when it was New London number. And we, everybody outside of that group, we always give them kind of hell about everything, just tease them, stuff like that. I wish you guys could see the smile on my face as Todd's telling this story, because <laughs> you know it's with him so having funny. northern roots, it, it sticks in his craw a little bit, too. Not really. I really had nothing in it. I'm, I'm, I'm an honorary member of both lodges. and uh, But the, the thing about New London, it is a very tiny lodge. I mean, if you, I mean, you think of your, the Schofield House, it might be a little bit bigger than the Schofield House if you've been there. I mean, there is barely being. I was a senior deacon there one night. There's a big old boy going through candy. And any Masons can know this when you're guiding him around in between the altar and the junior warden. Oh, yeah. You told me this story off air is, before. Is normally a pretty good distance apart. Well, here you had to walk basically sideways. He, he? he had to walk through, and I had to walk in behind him, basically guiding to Eric. That's a small lodge. It's very tight. And it's got the basically the old high school. Auditorium, you know, chairs yeah. and they're kind of narrow. They got, they even have the desk that flips up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So they got those from the old high school somewhere, I'm sure. But I mean, they're all along the walls, and that's the only scene you got. Now, whenever uh, our chef at the grotto, oh Dave Young, shaky, when he was getting hit, there's so many guys. He knew so many guys from the grotto and everything. Everybody came to the third degree. They had to put chairs in front of it, folding chairs in front of it, in front of all the other chairs. So basically, you're taking where you had, you know, twelve feet that much room down to walk, eight feet. Down to, yeah, <laughs> and I mean, it is a tight lodge. You have no problem hearing each other across the lodge room. It's not like going to Open City or Howard Lodge up in Kokomo or Noblesville, some of the bigger lodges and everything. Where when you want to talk across the lodge, you got to open your mouth up and talk, you know. But this one, you can hear a whisper in this place. But and the, and the bad part is in the summertime, they have one air conditioning, the window unit. It's in the Tyler's room. <laughs> so it would, to make sure you hear everybody, they turn the darn thing off. Sweating buckets. Oh, then you, you get pouring down your face. Sweating buckets. Oh, it's awful. But I love that lodge. They're great guys up there. I've never had a crossword with any of them. I've never left there not enjoying myself. You know, never never felt like I was, I was a waste of my time. Not once ever. And same way with Rushville. Rushville the same way. They're a fun lodge. they got a bigger building, but... Big Town Rusheville, if you've ever been there, it's, it's about like, oh, Rusheville's probably about a little bit smaller than Fergin, I guess. 
Rusheville. Yeah. Russiaville. Yeah, it's spelled It's Russia with Ville. It's Rusheville. I don't know how I got the name. Never asked, but. Russiaville. But Adam, uh, Adam Nelson and his podcast, they get too far. I listen to some of that. It's a little, uh, it's, that's, little too far. It, it, it takes it a little too far, <laughs> Adam, if you hear this. Uh, that's why I don't promote steel toes and scoreboards on here very often. But Adam's uh, been a good friend of mine. He was a member of the Grotto when I was going through chairs. I was Monarch and everything. Uh, even if he, he never was an officer, but he was always there when you needed him. Always great to help and everything. I guess I have searched my memory back at heart. I cannot remember you know, be the third, playing third base in his master Mason degree. Well, apparently you left an impact, Todd. I know, because he's a good memory to the day, I di- to the day I, he dies. I'm like, what did I do? I never was that rough with anybody. I never did anything out of the ordinary, I think, but. Sure, it wasn't one of those Kentucky degrees. No, nah, we don't, we weren't allowed to do that. Man, <laughs> boys get rough. I heard. But, um, and we talked to a Southern Indiana local, uh, you know, uh, Liam and Brian Freeze. Yep. Brian Freeze, master Lodge. at Line Lodge, seven forty three in Jasper, yep. and then uh, Wayne Pat Moore, master at uh, Dubois Lodge, five twenty. So, all three lodges in Dubois County were represented at Founders Day. Phil and uh, and our secretary there from our lodge, our treasurer, were both. Yeah, there. they were there with it. Said uh, hello to us. Yeah. but you know they they had stuff. They had to go to the secretary treasurer meeting. Which I we were well, I was watching part of it. It was so exciting. <laughs> I was leaning over the railing watching them and just thinking, these are the type of balconies that uh, people jump off of in uh, Game Changer <laughs> Wrestling, the GCW shows. I haven't watched those. Oh man, they're uh, I'm behind them. It's wrestling. like New Age ECW, basically. Oh, good uh, they're sitting there, and I'm like. And that's what I asked you. I was like, how far do you think it is to the floor? And you're like, probably about 25 feet from where we're standing. And I'm like, that's a good fall. Yeah, it is. But like get, dudes are just like jumping foot, off of them. You get a four-foot ring and yeah. everything. But uh, I'm so behind on my wrestling. I didn't watch it last night. I, didn't, I don't have USA on my cable box, so I can't watch that. So <sighs> Wrestling. Soon to join the podcast fold, that other wrestling podcast with uh, Jared Atkins and Todd Whaley. Stay tuned for more information <laughs> about that. Wink, wink. Uh, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you, you know, man, here's the thing about Founders Day. What about Wayne Padmore? Beautiful beard. I'm telling you guys right now, uh, for those of you that don't know, just uh, hop on Facebook and look up Wayne Patmore. Patmore is not that hard to sp- Bell. I just don't remember how. It's like P A T E N M O R E, something like that. Pat Moore. Uh, or maybe it's Patin Moore. Yeah, I don't remember. Wayne, right I'm sorry. Man, I'm, t- I'm just not. I, this is what happens when we do this on Tuesday. We're Masons. We're not spellers. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Wayne has the most beautiful beard in the entire state of Indiana, and that's a well defended crown. And I mean that with all the seriousness because Wayne beard competitions like every other weekend. Isn't he sponsored too? Stuff like Probably. That? If I had a beard like that, I'd get a sponsor. Oh, he is. He's a, he's a very well-spoken man too. Highly intelligent. You can tell by talking to him. I have a theory that if you, so, you know, we don't plug steel toes and scoreboards on this show, but back in September, we did an episode on Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, I yeah. have a theory. If you comb and part Wayne Patmore's beard, that's where you'll find Jimmy you'll find Hoffa. Hoffa in there? Yes. Even though he's older when Hoffa was yes. Hoffa was <laughs> Yes. Hoffa would be well over 100 years old today. Hey, you know where Jimmy Hoffa was buried or born? Fun, fun fact. Indiana. Where at? Brazil or Linton? Brazil or Linton? Maybe in Brazil. You know, what James, you know what Hoffa's middle name was? No idea. Riddle. 
Really? And think about how he died in the mystery and his middle name was Riddle. I'm not making this up. I did the research for the pod for the episode we did back in April. That's cool. Anyways, you know, like, you know his son was the president of the team here for a while? His son was Teamsters president for like twenty or thirty years. Was it that long? Oh yeah, he just he finally stepped down in like the twenty teens. Oh, he got shot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but anyways, so here's the deal with Founders Day. Uh, Todd wanted me to go last year, January twenty twenty two, and I was like, sure. I had only been back in lodge for like five four months. Oh my god! Yeah. And I was like, sure, I'll go. I got the Rona. I was home in quarantine for a week and a half. It took me a little bit longer because. Corona really kicked me right in the gonads. Uh, before that, I I never had any interest in ever going to Founders Day. I like going to Grand Lodge, but I was just like, I don't care about Founders Day. I had one of the best weekends in my life when we went up there. Yep. And the best part again was us ride with me. I know it. That was fun. I even took Todd was so quiet. I even took a twenty minute nap on the drive home. It was more than twenty minutes. Probably. I had a full belly, and we did all that walking. Of course, we're saving what we we're saving the best part for the end of this episode. What we witnessed over at. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't forget. I was just saving it, yeah. but. But that the, was probably the highlight of the day for me. Right the, the highlight for me was the whole day. But the the, the key well, the key but, point was using our platform for. Let's talk about brothers. if uh, it's most we spent most of the time outside the auditorium, you know, yes. networking basically. But yes, I was. I went back in the room. I watched all the because uh, you can watch old Faraday on YouTube. They 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 did it live on YouTube, and they also did it. Uh, uh, you can watch it. They record it so you can watch it again and everything. They got the last couple of years on there. And one of our biggest supporters, one of our biggest fans and biggest supporters, past, mass, past Grandmaster Roger. Van Gordon. Who Todd is, uh, thinks the absolute world of. I've met Roger several times. I, mean, I had, had a couple of drinks with him at the Marat one time after uh, a Scottish Rock convocation. And uh, actually, he was one of the, he was the guy who knighted me at the Knights Templars. Roger was. So, Roger uh, always gives uh, absolutely beautiful presentations. Yeah. And he did a beautiful one about how Cassius was right. If you ever uh, read the uh, the Shakespeare poem uh, by Julius Caesar, and I'm not going to go into it, you can go watch it. I've actually never read uh, Julius Caesar, Caesar from uh, Shakespeare or anything like that. Never read the play or anything like that. Uh, bits and pieces of it did in high school because we had to. But um, he talks about how, you know, Sometimes Cassius is right, and if you get, you get a chance to watch it, watch it. It's on our Facebook page. I uh, I screen grabbed it <laughs> off of YouTube and put it on our Facebook page. It basically talks about what are you doing to improve your lodge. I mean, it only takes one person really to do it. We're trying. Okay, <laughs> but uh, also um, did uh, Deputy Grandmaster Gary Brimley talked about membership. Uh, the decline in membership, and actually, we, 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 in 2005 we had 70,000 members. Now we're at like 38,000. So in what 14 years or nine? We lost 40,000 people. We lost 40,000 people, and uh, he talked about that, what their plan, what their plans are to kind of help that and everything. Like I said, I'm not going to go to it right now. Actually, I've, I've talked to Gary about coming on here and talking about it himself. So uh, I just gotta get, that will be I got text outstanding, done, but. Uh, also, they did about you know call a brother uh, thing they're doing. I didn't really watch a whole lot of that because I was too interested in everything else. But then you had Dave Hossler, you know, uh, little baby face Dave Hossler, who 
surprisingly enough, I, I friends with him on Facebook, and I just flipped through the other day, and he made a comment on one of our, one of our uh, things. And, he did. And uh, I looked through his page, and you know he's got, like, tattoos up down his, up down his arms? Who's got sleeves? Dave Hosler. Oh, you're full of baloney. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Dave, I know you listen to the podcast. <laughs> I, I can tell you do. Dave, send me a message. There's no way you got sleeves. I won't go to your, I'll your full sleeves, but he had, either or they were really, really good stick-ons or those little plastic, you know, fake sleeves. But I saw it, I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, Masons aren't allowed to have them tattoos. I see you got that Masonic logo tattooed <laughs> on the back of your neck. Yes, sir, I do. Yeah, we've all Well, my grandpa <laughs> was a Mason for 50 years. He said you can't have tattoos. What lodge do you belong to? Well, that's not important right now, but I know yeah. you Masons can't be wearing them tattoos. Oh, where is that picture? Yeah, you know, in all, the, in all honesty, and I try to be respectful, that makes me wish now that I had got the tattoo on the back of my neck up a little higher so it wasn't <laughs> always covered by my, the back of my shirt. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, I have the square compass and the letter G tattooed on the back of my neck. I did look – I did I did get some I, – I still think there's some old, older school Masons out there that are kind of – not big on tattoos, especially when they could see the square compass and the letter G on the back of my neck, and then they look over at my left forearm or my right forearm and see Jason Voorhees <laughs> with half of his face <laughs> taken yeah. off with a boat propeller yeah. or whatever it was. Uh, see, my dad was one of those too. He didn't like he didn't like me to have tattoos. I have a tattoo. I had one. I got raised, but he didn't like him showing him. Whatever, Dad. Okay, well, anyways, well, I'll check it out. Davey's Dave, got sleeves. Well, I don't think they're full sleeves, but he got tattoos up down his arms, and which, why not? Your body's temple decorated. Dave, you just got, like, you just, like, up-cooled your coolness level, bro. <laughs> All right, so we are an hour into this episode. We knew we was going to run a little bit long, yeah. and uh, that's fine, because now the peace de resistance of oh, Founders oh. Day. Future Indiana Grand Line officer Tyler Whitaker Oh, shit's going to happen. Hey, do me a favor. Where Tell everybody, because they obviously they're not going to hear this live. And right. They can't see us, but where where are we sitting at? We, we're sitting in our own lodge, but where are we sitting at? At the secretary's desk. Okay. what? Where is my office? Right behind oh, where yeah. you're sitting. Yeah. Look over there on my podium. Do you see anything sitting there on my podium? Eastern stars in the dark for the next two months. So when we come up here in uh, about a week and a half for our state of meeting, it's right there on my. Uh, it's right there in the south waiting on me. Uh, for those that don't know, <gasps> <laughs> yep. Really? Yeah. Hello. Hey, that's kind of cool. You don't see it because you're wearing long sleeves. That's cool. Uh, so Tyler Whitaker. Uh, for those of you that have no idea, absolutely no idea, uh, whether you're a Mason in the state of Indiana or elsewhere, for those of you who have no idea, uh, Tyler Whitaker is a uh, he is a uh, ritualist instructor for Grand Lodge. Uh, he's from the northern part of the state, Anderson area. Anderson area. Uh, he's a past master of Fellowship Lodge, six eight one Anderson. And I think he's doing stuff with Bartimaeus too. Yeah, he's something Bartimaeus. Tyler is a Mason in his personal life, and for his professional life, Tyler is a Mason. Yeah, he's a uh, operative Mason, as you call it. Uh, Tyler works for his uh, father. His father worked at this company for several years, and then they ended up buying it called Worley Monuments. They actually make 
unfortunately, the headstones, the headstones and uh, any kind of a stone plaque. Or Tyler's like making the cornerstone for uh, the George Washington Masonic uh, Memorial. Yeah, so so Indiana's ty- put a new one in there. So and, uh, his his company is making it. Tyler's uh, getting well known now. Of course, Tyler's. Uh, if you've ever met Tyler, or whether you haven't, I've uh, I've been friends with uh, Tyler on Facebook ever since I got back active in the lodge yeah. about a year and a half ago. I've been there for a while with him too. He's, uh, uh, he has a peculiar look. He, Not bad. Peculiar. Wayne Patmore might have the most beautiful beard in the state of Indiana, <laughs> and I told Tyler Whitaker this. And Tyler, if you hear this, Tyler Whitaker has the most beautiful mustache in the state of Indiana. <laughs> it is just. Uh, Reminds me of Michael Pettigrew. Yeah, I can see Kind of, a little bit. Yeah. Which Michael was sitting over there with Tyler's family. Oh, yeah. yeah but I, any- I think you're from the same lodge. But anyways, um, Tyler, uh, Tyler's going places in this fraternity, and it's it's good to have a brother like him out on the front lines. He's oh, doing yes. education. He's doing stuff with Bartimaeus, which I absolutely love Bartimaeus. We got to sit down and talk to somebody from Bartimaeus sometime. <sighs> I, f- I feel like it's the guy in this chair that I'm sitting in right now. We know somebody. Yeah, our secretary, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, Tyler gave a, a tremendous presentation, and uh, we shared pictures and clips all over our uh, That Other Masonic Podcast Facebook page. Todd and I both shared it on our personal Facebook page. Yep. Uh, we went to the Grand Lodge building, yep. so, which is just a, a block, just not even a block. It's right across the street. the street from the Scottish Rite Cathedral. Yep. Uh the Masonic Indiana Masonic Museum. Awesome. Oh my God! Breathtaking. <laughs> the stuff that's in there. It's not very big, but it is what they have in there is amazing. Oh God! They have pins from every grand, um, grand every grand master. master. Should they started doing it? And yeah. uh, usually it used to be it used to be coins. The grand master would give out coins, right? And a lot of your uh, York right guys still do that, but uh, the grand master are giving out pins back in. God, I think Brumback was the first one. If I think if I'm thinking right. And we were in one of the three uh, lodge rooms in the Grand Lodge building. In Patel- Pentelphia Lodge, I believe. And the ones who use that. Now, there's, there's, I think there's seven lodges meet in the Grand Lodge building. Wow. They, they share lodge rooms, stuff like that. But So we walked in there. There's a tarp on the floor. There's stone. Yeah. And Tyler, if like I, like I, because I take forever to talk about stuff, the point I was making three minutes ago before I got off track, if you've ever, you know, met Tyler – you know he can just by talking to him. He's a very old soul. Yes, he is. And uh, what I like about old souls, and what we all like when we're old souls, is we prefer doing things the old-fashioned way. Mm-hmm. Tyler, if he had it his way, his family would be cranking out tombstones the old-fashioned way. <laughs> it is not possible. Which is not a it, it, financially, it would be a sinkhole to do it now because oh, yeah. you, you you get paid about once every six months, most likely. Yeah. And now he said you can do them on the computer and you can knock out about 80 monuments a day. Yeah, which I do a guy through the grotto. He made his little stone with the Bacana head on it. Yep. And I said, well, how do you do that? He goes, I got a machine that goes through there. To, like uh, like a CNC, he goes there and cuts them out. I go, really? He goes, yeah, you have the laser go down, tells you the profile of the rock, cut the layer depth you want. I got one at the house. I'll show it to you sometime. So Tyler... Uh, has the full video presentation been uploaded to social media yet? I have not seen it anywhere. I've, I've checked everywhere. Tyler's Facebook page, and unless I'm missing it, I've checked YouTube, see if Grand Lodge would have shared anything just mm. in conjunction because he did the presentation for them. Uh, nothing. Yeah. I cannot find nothing. It well, was one it of the most... It wasn't for Grand Lodge. It was for the Dwight L. Well, Smith I mean, research it was part of Founders Day, though. Grand yeah. Lodge asked him to speak at Founders Day. 
was I was told Grand Lodge approached him about doing a presentation. Unless he approached them. Yeah, I was told he – founders, I was told – you know how Masons talk when you're all in – it was like, oh, yeah, did you overhear Whitaker was, you know, Grand Lodge asked him to give a present. Whatever the case yeah, is, it don't matter. It but I can't find the video of it anywhere. I can't either. I looked everywhere. And, and, and we, me and Todd sat there for an hour and watched this presentation he gave on being a speculative Mason while doing operative Mason work. And he's chiseling out this stone. Oh, yeah. Split and it in half. Split it in half. With the wedges. With, with all Lewis hand tool. tools. You, the, the, you, you seen the Lewis, right? Yeah. When you pick that up? Yeah. Which the Lewis is another name for a, 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 a second generation Mason. Basically. Right. So if your followers a Mason, then I make, they call you a Lewis. But you are one. I am one. But I am one. You have to get the Lewis jewel. Indiana has a, a jewel they give out for, you know, which is what, you're a third generation? Third generation Mason. Okay, I'm third generation, but all my family's Missouri, and I don't qualify in Indiana. Hmm. Because all my family's out of state. Wow. Yeah, which I didn't think was fair. But you, some guy I saw down there, uh, one guy I think he had eight or nine generations, because they put names of all your generations on it. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, eight or nine of them. Uh, my friend Nate, I think he has six on his, six or seven, everything. His wife bought it for him. It's beautiful. They're done. But uh, it, it was it was a beautiful presentation, a beautiful ceremony, and I mean he's sitting there splitting this thing and and chiseling it and Chisel, hammering it out. And, the square cup was on. It kind of chewed up a little bit, knocked off some of the rough edges. And I grabbed about four, three, four, five pieces of stone that had got knocked off. I gave Todd a piece. I have a piece. I gave one to my dad, and then I took the big chunk. I took a big chunk, and it's currently. It's laying over there at my office in the south where I'm going to, you know, present it to the lodge. And, you know, if people like it, if not, they can throw it outside. I'll, but <laughs> I, I mean, you need to leave it on your, on your podium. I, I'm I'm le- I left it there, and I put a note that says Brother Senior War- or Brother Junior Warden for your next state of meeting. That way nobody comes in like, what's this? And they pitch it. Yeah, but uh, the star's <laughs> in the dark, so we don't have to worry about. Moving stuff yeah, around. Moving yeah, moving stuff around. So. Yeah, my chair's still there. <laughs> <laughs> but we, Founders Day was an absolute success. Yeah, so we, we had lunch with uh, Brother, uh, Brother Sidwell. Greg Sidwell and his and uh, his, uh, his partner there. Kendall. Kendall, yes. Kendall. Yes, yes. And uh, they, we went to uh, Del Mar Taco. El to, Toro's. Or El Toro, excuse El Toro's. me. El Toro's. El Toro. Just on Illinois Street, just south of the Grand Oh, yeah, I had, I had Del Mar fajitas. That's why I said that. I can't talk tonight, man. Yeah, it, was, it was good food. But, uh, I, I, I enjoyed sitting there talking with our brothers from Illinois. I really did. And I made sure I, I texted uh, Greg and told him that because how often do you get to hang out with brothers from out of state? And, and once again, Todd, the, uh, the Oklahoma Indian Masonic degree is going down in June. Yeah, June uh, 23rd, 24th, I forget the exact date, in Altamont, Illinois. Uh, in an air conditioning gym because it will be hot. We're in the summer <laughs> in the Midwest. Yeah, uh, we, me and Todd will be there. Uh, get your tickets. Oh, also, Jim or Greg got a hold of me and said we are able to interview the guys from the Oklahoma degree team. Really? Yeah. So we need to take. So I guess I'm taking my. I guess I'm taking the equipment with us yep. when we go. <laughs> yep. So. Uh, that that'll be outstanding. I guess he talked to him and they said that'd be fine. So so for those of you that's not been keeping tabs with us lately, what this is is this degree team. They do the whole second section of the Master Mason degree in full Indian Native American headdress and garb, 
which uh, this is gonna be awesome. It'd be and, awesome and to there, see. There's several different, you know, Indian or Native American nations, right? So they're all gonna be the same. They'll all be a little bit different, but uh, it's they say it's a sight to see. And so, I'm looking forward to if you if you haven't got your money in for it yet, go ahead and buy your ticket. And, and again, it. Todd Todd has uh, I I actually shouted out Todd on our uh, Facebook page the other day. Yeah, <laughs> because I have been uh, so busy with the kids and with some work stuff here lately that I have been dragging my feet on social media updates so todd has really taken over our facebook page for now and i can't thank him enough todd has been such an ambassador for the show and i appreciate that i appreciate the hard work you do todd shares something about that every day uh point being we will continue to share information about this uh native american degree coming up and and get your tickets because they're they're going fast they're going to be so busy the day of. Don't expect you're going to drive to Illinois and just and buy tickets in. at the door. Yeah. Yes, you have to get them now. And if, uh, if they're sold out, they they got a few they're going to hang over, but not very many. Yeah. So uh, and obviously on all of our pages that we share it on in the picture, there's all the contact information for uh, Brother Sidwell and how to get your uh, get your forty dollar ticket. So, all right. Uh, before we wrap but up, also man, let's talk about Founders Day. How many people came up to you and goes, "Hey, I love what you guys are doing." Okay, so I was. It, it just go ahead. The grandmother came up and you know thanked us for being there and said, "I love what you guys are doing." Now he probably never listened to one of our episodes. So, so I was going to shout but out he him. He knows we are. We're promoting Freemasonry across the country, across the world, actually. Richard Lentz, the grandmaster for 2022, 2023, he'll be going out in May. Yep. Uh, Lentz took a picture with us. I yeah. asked him if we could take a picture together, and he did. And uh, super nice guy. I've, I was I've on cloud nine. I'm, I'm, he's a super nice guy. I was on cloud nine because uh, to have the grandmaster of Masons in the state of Indiana look at me and say, "Hey, uh, I appreciate what you guys are doing for the fraternity." And we were only nine episodes in at that point. We released the tenth episode was what Founders we recorded Day. at Founders Day. Right. And for us to get that much traction and people are noticing it because we legitimately. To, right. And I'm going to keep saying to the best of our knowledge. people came by. I love what you guys are doing. Hey, I listen to your show. I love it. Yeah. Hey, man, mm-hmm. I accidentally stumbled across you guys. I love it. I love the dichotomy. I love the humor. Hey, man, I love the education. I had to look up dichotomy. So yeah. it was good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, uh, you guys really moved me with your uh, with your conversation yeah. about, you know, the the charity and the mental health. And, hey, Jared, I didn't know you had been through so much. Or, hey, man, you and Todd really, you know, it was it was nonstop. The one I heard the most that made me so happy is like, I feel like I'm just sitting at a table with two guys talking about masonry. Yeah. The, I mean, we're not doing anything special. We're not, we're, like, me and you are, we're not academics. No. We're not college people. We, we, I don't know. I, I, I could try to write a research paper, but it sounds like a four-year-old with crayons. You know? would have me proofread is what you do. Oh, I'd have about seven people proofread it. Probably my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law. But, the, but that's the thing. I, that's the thing. But we're just guys talking about Mason. I, we feel like you two are just normal, everyday people. We could yeah. just talk about. So uh, I do want to th- say thank you to uh, Richard Lentz, their grandmaster, one more well, time. Talk about Gary Brimley. He gave, basically gave us permission to be here, to be there. Yeah. Yeah, we, we brother had Randy Seipel. Randy Seipel. How about just thank the entire Grand Lodge? <laughs> Dave, Dave uh, Morgan. Dave Morgan. Uh, <clears throat> John Bridegroom. You will be, on be a guest on this show. Uh, I don't care how much how much smoothing I have to do. Uh, you, for whatever reason, have this magnetic hold on me because I just think you were a super stand-up, <laughs> tremendous guy. 
And uh, bridegroom, if you hear this, and I know somebody in Grand Lodge office is going to tell him I said this if, if you don't hear it. Bridegroom, you will be on this podcast. I will get you somehow. I will win you over. Yeah, tie you to a chair. Like uh, I gotta title. tie you to a chair, bridegroom. You just, you. I mean, I know you're like nine feet tall and everything, but if I gotta tie you to a chair, oh, he's six one, six two. So. Well, man, dude looks like nine, ten feet tall and bulletproof. Okay, so this is how I'm gonna segue to end this episode. We gotta end. I like doing this. Yeah, well, we're gonna. We're it's only seven thirty at night and cool. Tuesday night. We'll do another one, maybe two more. We'll yeah, see what happens. What happens. Uh, we'll go ahead and end on what you were attempting to talk about thirty minutes ago. We, because of what we have built in only 10 episodes, because we, what we have built in 10 episodes and what you have built with all your promotion on your own personal Facebook and ours, I'll let you take point on this. Uh, It's what you were trying to talk about earlier. Tell everybody what we are doing because of what we have built. Well, I mean, we're definitely going back to Grand Lodge this year to do a podcast again. Right. Uh, try to more than likely, I'll probably be a proxy again this year because our senior our senior ward won't go and our worship master is working. So yeah, he probably will be more likely I'll be a proxy which, proxy, and then you're taking off anyways. Yeah, I've already had so, days off, but um, continue. But you know, uh, we'll be back. We'll be back at Grand Lodge this year. We're doing a podcast, and hopefully, I mean, everything should be fine. Do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't ruffle any feathers. Now we got to remember, if we go to Grand Lodge, we have to take water with us. Yes. So that was the joke I made that I, I, <laughs> I love my fellow brother Masons, but I'm gonna make a couple bucks off you because I was dying of thirst. <laughs> And I had to keep going to the little water cooler with the little bitty funnel cups. <laughs> I'm going to bring like 12 cases of water and sell them for like $4 a bottle at uh, Grand Lodge. That's not gouging. Dollar, dollar and a half at least. But <laughs> yeah, You're dying of thirst. That was one thing I said, dude, nobody here. I mean, that's that's something the Demon could have done to make money is sell water, bottles of water there. And one of the... Youth groups. Maybe I need to tell them that next time. I was dying of thirst, but anyways. But anyways, uh, back at Grand Lodge. Um, and the education. This is what I'm getting at. Education. What we're doing in November. The What we're doing in November we got coming up, me and you. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was like. I was drawing a total blank here. Um because of what we've built in 10 episodes, this is happening. We have guys come to us who are want to do a basically a big lodge education day of the Grand Lodge. Not not at Grand Lodge, in the Grand Lodge building, maybe Scottish right. And it'll be over the first three degrees of masonry and everything. Um, and I cannot think of the guy's name right now who wants to do it. I don't get good service while I'm in this building sitting here. But they want to do a full day lodge education, um, all the degrees and everything. Let me go back to my message here real quick. Uh, Not letting him and all that. Todd sent me this message, and he's like, dude, check this out. Do you want to? And I'm like, oh, Uh, yeah. It's Adam Adam Campbell contacted me, and wanted to know if he wanted to help promote an education day on November 18th up at Indianapolis. uh, Probably Grand Lodge, Scotch Rite. Grand Lodge, Billy, Scotch Rite, Billy, something like that. And uh, I asked if he wanted to come on and talk about it. He said, yeah, but not right away. We haven't got anything nailed out yet or nailed down yet. So well, that's great. Okay. He, he sent me the info and everything. It seemed like a great idea to get more people. They're going to talk about all the degrees in a little bit more higher detail than just basically your master's and warden's meetings. Like, uh, they're not going to go through the ritual. They're going to go through the meaning of everything, I believe, if I understand it right. 
And it's gonna be an all day thing. It's gonna be a long, long day probably. But I got, I, I think it's gonna help those people who need it, because for so long we had just been memorizing rituals, spit it out, not really talking about. That's a good way to put the it. The true meaning of all the symbols and what it actually means, blah blah, and stuff like that. We don't, we, you know, we hear all this stuff. We hear all the ritual. We memorize it. We recite it back. But do we really understand it? I think that's what they're going for on this. Now. I could be off a little bit, but because I haven't talked to him personally, just been through uh, iPhone messaging, or not iPhone, but uh, Facebook messaging. But uh, look forward to no- around November, we'll have him on probably a month two ahead of time. And uh, I think I think it'd be an important thing, but just meeting him then and him wanting to be on our show to promote this is a great thing. I've also talked to, uh, you know, uh, I want to get that refreshment guys on here. I think Wesley Reuter wants to come on. He wants he wants to do something together. I know he does. Sounds like we're making a trip up north. <laughs> I would love to go to Chicago and see him, but I've actually, never been to Chicago uh, in my life. Oh, uh, Marty! Uh, I just said something about our podcast. Marty is uh, Marty's my he's spirit human. That's no, he's my spirit animal. I know that. He's my alcohol shaman. He calls. <laughs> but he uh, one night it was shout it, out Shy El Grotto by the way. I think it's when we got back from Grand Lodge. It was maybe it was a late night anyway, and I saw he come on there. I fully endorsed his podcast and everything, but for some reason, I don't know why I did. But I said, "Come from a from a, a lovely lady like you, I, I appreciate that." I called him a lady, and I think what happened. I saw he had his three names on there. Oh, and I think I thought it was his wife commenting on it because his wife's still pretty. She's pretty active and everything too on there. And I guess so I'm like, next morning I'm looking at my phone at work going. Holy crap! I just called him a lady. <laughs> so I I made a comment on there. Hey, I I didn't really what I said last night. I was late. I was tired. And I actually messaged him, personal messaged him back, saying, Hey, I honestly did not mean to call you a lady. I don't know what I was thinking. For some reason, it was late. And I had no idea what I typed. <laughs> but I was so embarrassed. Like, man, I haven't even met the guy. And I, you know, admire him so much for his podcast. What well, he does is Freemasonry, also. I mean, he got even when he starts on Grotto. To me, is they do some work right there. But and he's got that. He's got the high 12, Shiel, Shiel high 12. With the grotto, he's big as a chapter. I mean, holy crap, man. He'd definitely be a guy to talk to. But I want to talk to that refreshment, guys. I know I definitely want to get a grandmaster on here. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've started taking notes on my work computer when I'm supposed to be actually working. I'm sitting there thinking about. I won't tell your boss. <laughs> yeah, my best friend. He's such a. Anyways. But, uh. Anyways, I, I sit there and make notes like this is an idea for an episode. This is an idea for an episode. This is an idea for an episode. I got. I had an idea for Grand Lodge. You know how they have the mattress banquet and everything. Mm-hmm. What if we had that other Masonic banquet? That. <laughs> but we do it our style. Oh God! <laughs> Beans, and barbecue, bibs, booze, beer. <laughs> I bet we do it, Sarah. <laughs> as long as Marty doesn't come down and. Uh, Dressed in like Daisy Duke bibs and I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean, you called him a pretty lady. Yeah, I'm still sorry about that, Marty. I really did not mean to call you that. <laughs> All right, well, that uh, concludes our Founders Day wrap up edition of that other Masonic well, podcast. One thing we, did, we, we did, one thing we never talked about Founders Day. What is why do we celebrate Founders Day in Indiana? Oh. Yeah, you wanted to speak on that earlier. Go ahead. <laughs> we 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 sat there. We started podcasting down there. And we never once, you know, said, told anybody what what why is Founders Day so important in Indiana. 
And it's not re- generally something that's talked about in other. In most states, they know kind of where they're yeah. found and everything, stuff like that. I forgot but, you had, you had, you drove home a point about that on the way up that we should talk about this, and we kind of just. That. So go ahead, go ahead. But Founders Day, the, the Grand Lodge of Indiana was you know founded January eighteen eighteen. Why in January eighteen? Why in January? Well, I know why because the 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 territorial congress was in office and they didn't want some of them guys at, at, at the Grand Lodge meeting basically. So they had it in January there. Now you got to remember, guys were coming from Vincennes all the way to Madison. You know, Madison's over there basically on the Ohio. Yeah, we have we're working in Madison right now. Yeah, so it's it's what two and a half hours away yeah. from where we're at. Yeah, and guys were going by riverboat. Flat boat on the Ohio and horse horse and buggy and horseback in January, and like a, our secretary said, uh, the guy who came from Vincennes went to Madison. Took him three days by horse. That's a long trip. And that's you know that's in January. Of all I wonder times. what his toes looked like. Probably blue, <laughs> black. I don't know. But uh, they they met at the Schofield House in Madison, Indiana, and formed the Grand Lodge of Indiana. And now, what's the why we always say Schofield House? Because it, the Grand Lodge of Indiana owns the Schofield, Schofield House. Schofield House. It owns the building that it was started in. And not, I don't think there's very many. I mean, no, most, most most Grand Lodges. I, I'm gonna bet most Grand Lodges across the country. It, those buildings have been torn down for hundreds. They're years. gone. They're dude. gone. But we actually paid to have it restored. We have a caretaker there, twenty four seven, lives on site. Everything and the lodge room is, is the room they actually formed it in is set up like a lodge, and they do degrees there sometimes. Yeah, they, they have degrees. We there. need to go see one. That's cool. Well, you'll, I guarantee you'll probably never have a master mason there. It is tiny. I mean, it's very very tight in there. But usually, enterprise fellow craft is easy, but that's about it. But it is, you know, it, it's amazing to me. And you look back now at how okay, there was nothing back then. 1818, you think of technology back then, there's no telephones. The mail service was still pretty sketchy. I mean, no electricity. Everything, lantern light, oil lights, something like, you know, like that. You can't poop indoors. Probably not. No. <laughs> but, you know, you think what these guys went through to start a, to start this Grand Lodge. I mean, how many guys now, you know, won't get off their couch and come to the state of meeting? These guys came all the way across the state on horseback or by a boat or by, you know, walking if they had to, to start this Grand Lodge. And to me, it's an amazing thing that, you know, look at, look where we are at now. I mean, it's we have a big, beautiful cathedral. We have a big building, lodge all over the state. I mean, the I, sword, the sword gets me every time I see it. It got me the very first time I seen it in 2008. The sword. It's Scottish Rite Cathedral. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. One hanging from the roof. Yes. <laughs> if you're going to Scottish Rite, you'll learn about that. Okay. Yeah, it's in one of the degrees. Well. Anyways, other than that, if you ever get a chance to go to Founders Day, it's not tiled. It's kind of a loose. Everybody's still in suit and ties, which. Unless you're me and Todd, but you're wearing. But we were wearing our nice jeans and our nice shirts. We were dressed to the nines. Well, like, just one guy asked me, he said, you know, you got good dressed up. I was like, well, this is what we wear at Lodge. We got country lodge. We are a country lodge. We're country as they come. We're in bib overalls and blue. Most guys I'm never going to be clothes. seen in lodge in a tuxedo. I promise you. Well, but I think for Grand Lodge, we're going to have to look a little more respectable. Yeah, I might do khakis and a pull up, pull up, pull up, pull over. There we go. <laughs> hey, like I said, if you I want can't... to, we go down to 
Evansville, find your nice suit jacket. That's a lot That's of fabric. All you need is a suit jacket. You don't need to buy a whole suit. Buy a suit jacket. Buy a suit jacket. All right. You got anything else? Other than that, man, I'm good. Uh, Looking forward to doing more podcasts. I know that because I'm. I tell you what, this is the most excited I've been about Freemasonry since I was master. So, (laughs) we keep trying to end the episode, but then we keep coming up with some. So, I want to. I want to. I want to take a couple minutes here to end the show by talking about Mrs. Whaley. What about her? So. So the the lodge thing, she was always, you know, she misses the grotto. She loved doing grotto stuff with you. She did. That was fun. Yeah, she loved the grotto. When you moved down here and then you started getting active again and stuff, you know, you said at first she was a little standoffish. Yeah, because she knew how it was before. Right. You know, I was gone four or five nights a week. But now... When she's seeing the success that we're having, you're excited. Tell everybody about her well, position on things now I mean, with this she podcast. She still doesn't like having me leave the house come podcast because this could be an everyday thing. Like, no, it's going to be once a but week. You, but you've said she's gotten super excited when she's seeing when, the traction. When we're she getting. sees the numbers I show her on our uh, on our pages and everything, I'm like, holy crap, we had twenty downloads today alone. You know, we had, you know, we got this many followers now. We had this, that, and the other. She's like, oh wow. I said this could really turn. Into it's something. taken off. I said, for just two you know, fat guys sitting there talking about Freemasonry, she goes, and, she, and of course, she grew up Catholic. She didn't know anything about Freemasonry before she met me. Never even heard of it before. She's a pun from Ferdinand, bro. It's it's all <laughs> it's all Catholics. I mean, yeah. I'm Catholic. It's all we are. It's, I mean, it's, it's, I was raised whatever, but, um, uh, and she just, her family, there. I invited her mom and dad to come to my installation to be a monarch, and they's like, what is all this? I'm like, <laughs> kind of like the Shriners, I guess. You want to go to the big picture of it? So just group of people having fun raising money and they thought it was they thought it was great because you know even they they, they kind of look into it now it's like it's what everybody says it's not what it is i mean it's we can tell it's it's a good organization but so they don't give me no griff about it M- mrs whaley i don't know if you'll hear this unless todd plays this for you but mrs Bro. whaley i want to <laughs> i want to thank you for let me come play Freemason with my best friend <laughs> on a microphone in front of everybody because apparently the world's really starting to enjoy it. So, I guess uh, uh, the funny part I always think about this is my uh, my great grandfather uh, Les Copeland was my grandfather's Les Copeland, his dad's Les Copeland, blah blah. But uh, they always said they wanted to get to lodge early to get better seats. Well, my great grandma goes, "You want to get there to get to get to the dancing girls first. She always swore to gather dancing girls <laughs> lodge." It's like, no, I was like, okay, well, whatever. I never saw them. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, my wife understands this is, this is what I was before she met me, and this is what I'm going to be for a long time to remember. So, and it's just awesome where we're taking off. But, yeah. but speaking of taking off, we are taking off now because we've got, we've got a potty break, and then yep. we're going to try to record another one. So that was our 2023 Founders Day wrap up. Looking forward to Grand Lodge in May. Yeah, I swear one of the days we're going to figure out how to do these right. <laughs> I think we're doing pretty good based <laughs> on our numbers and the feedback. So for uh, Brother Todd Whaley, I'm Your Brother Jared Atkins. Thank you, bro. This was that other Masonic podcast. Not that one, not this one, that other one. The and, other. And we will see you guys next time. <laughs>